I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Not too long ago, I was traveling for business and I had a tough decision to make to rent an electric vehicle at my destination or not. The city that I needed to be in for my speaking engagement was not connected with a direct flight from Minneapolis, where I fly from. So I was going to have to change planes to get to the city that I needed to be in. And the layover schedule was not particularly convenient. And it turned out it was much easier for me to fly into a nearby larger city on a direct flight and then rent a car and drive the two hours to the city that I needed to be in. In fact, it was going to take less total time to do that, even with the two-hour drive, than if I had had to transfer planes in a different city. Now, I typically rent cars from Hertz, and Hertz has recently begun renting electric vehicles. As somebody who is very interested in electric vehicles, but doesn't happen to own one just yet, I was super excited about the possibility of renting one. However, as I looked at my travel plans and going from one city to the next and assessed both the distance and the availability of charging stations, I was not convinced that it would be easy or reliable to rent an electric vehicle. And reliability is huge in my business. The speaker must show up on time and be ready for showtime. The uncertainty of where to charge the vehicle combined with the distance that I would need to travel and the relatively tight time frame that I was on did not readily lend itself to the EV rental. It was really an agonizing decision. But that, my friends, is all about to change, and it's because of the rapid growth of green jobs. Green jobs short for green collar jobs, are those that produce goods and services that benefit the environment or conserve natural resources. For the first time ever, green jobs are taking over as the fastest growing occupations in the United States, surpassing nursing, which has topped the list as the most needed and fastest growing occupation for years. What are these green jobs and why is the demand for them growing so rapidly? Well, green careers have been gaining momentum in recent years, and they offer a promising outlook for the job market. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into in this episode of the podcast. Last week, the Bureau of Labor Statistics came out with its updated list of fastest growing occupations. And the number one fastest growing occupation is wind turbine service technician with 45% growth. Now, that is just ahead of nurse practitioners, and nurse practitioners have been in the lead of the demand for years. Now, a little bit farther down the list, but still in the top 10, is solar panel technicians with a 22% growth rate. These are the folks who assemble, install, and maintain rooftop solar panels. 
Now, as we think about green jobs, and not just these two that I mentioned that are experiencing high growth right now, I want to acknowledge that some of the rules in the green space have been around for a long time. For example, agricultural scientists, environmental scientists, conservationists, ecologists, foresters, environmental engineers, and environmental education and advocacy. These careers have been around for decades, but with the growth in and focus on green energy, green manufacturing, green, well, just about green everything, even these traditional roles are more important now than ever. And with the explosive growth of green energy, we're also now getting green building designers and architects, electric car engineers and repair technicians, electric vehicle infrastructure planners and engineers, renewable and solar energy system engineers, and of course the solar panel technicians and the wind turbine technicians in those fast-growing roles that I mentioned earlier. There are also a variety of roles that are growing in number as we transition to more and more green energy. Roles like energy broker, who, much like a broker of other commodities like sugar or coffee, work as intermediaries between energy producers and the companies that distribute the energy to consumers and the companies who serve the consumers. You can think of them as a bit like real estate agents, matching up supply and demand of green energy instead of houses. Manufacturing is also going green. Roles that have existed for a long time, like a production manager who oversees the day-to-day operations in a production facility or factory, are going green. Public interest is fueling this growth because consumers value products that have a lower impact on the environment. So production managers who have added new skills to their skill sets and have those green skills, well, they can re-engineer the way products are produced. And those folks are in high demand right now. Chemists fall into the same category. Those with green skills who can study the structure of substances on the molecular and atomic levels and produce better and safer products, well, they are super highly valued in today's marketplace. And even in senior leadership at large companies, we're now seeing roles like chief sustainability officer to oversee corporate sustainability initiatives. And these executives are responsible for developing and implementing strategies to reduce a company's environmental impact and increase their social responsibility. And while corporate social responsibility has been around for a long time, it's only recently that we're seeing large companies truly give it a seat at the table by making it a C-level or chief-level position. The consulting field is seeing growth in this area too. Many companies are realizing the importance of reducing their environmental footprint, but they don't have the expertise on board to do that straight away. So this has led to an increase in demand for sustainability and environmental consultants who can help companies develop and implement eco-friendly practices. Now, these consultants can conduct environmental impact assessments, They can recommend improvements in everything from product development and manufacturing to building construction and maintenance improvements. And as government regulations over carbon emissions and other sustainability practices continue to grow, companies are looking to these sorts of consultants to help ensure compliance with the new regulations. Perhaps one of the more novel new careers is that of the urban farmer. These are folks who are growing food in unconventional ways in highly populated areas. Green rooftop gardens, greenhouses in small spaces, and the like. 
often doing so without the use of pesticides and herbicides that are often used in large-scale farming operations. Since the crops are grown in urban areas, it also reduces the need for fossil fuels to transport the food from where it's grown to where it's consumed. The food is going just down the block or perhaps across town, not hundreds or thousands of miles transported by large trucks. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. One final area worth noting is the growing field of circular economy jobs. At the heart of the circular economy are professionals who specialize in designing products and systems that prioritize longevity, repairability, and recyclability. Circular designers work on creating goods that can be easily disassembled and repurposed, reducing the need for constant production of new items, and keeping the used items out of our landfills. These designers collaborate with engineers, material scientists, and product developers to bring sustainable concepts to life. Some examples of circular design will be familiar to you. States like California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Oregon, among several others, require that you pay a bottle deposit anywhere from 5 to 15 cents when you purchase most beverages. You get that money back when you turn in the empty bottle. You can think of it as buying the beverage while borrowing the packaging. Companies that you might not expect are taking a page from the beverage industry and experimenting with the concept. The fast food, takeaway food industry is getting into the concept. Burger King will be launching an experiment in several of its markets with reusable food and beverage packaging. Much like the bottle deposit model, a small deposit will be charged initially and then refunded when you return the plastic box or other packaging that your food came in the next time you visit the restaurant. The packaging is designed for a comprehensive cleaning done at an offsite facility and then reuse, producing a zero waste circular loop. Adidas, the sports shoe manufacturer, is also getting in on the action. They are experimenting with footwear that you will never truly own. When you're done with the shoes, you return them. The shoes are specifically designed for Adidas to be able to more easily recycle them and turn them back into a new pair of shoes. They're made from just one material, and the pieces of the shoe are not glued together. Instead, they're assembled with high temperatures. And when you're finished wearing the shoe, Adidas takes the pair back and recycles them into another pair of the same shoe. Consumer goods are getting in on the action too. IKEA is buying back your gently used products, refurbishing them and repairing them as needed and then reselling them to other consumers who will happily buy them at a reduced price. 
While many of us already do this by purchasing our IKEA furniture on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, this IKEA-initiated effort is a bit more like buying a used car from a dealership. The product has been reviewed, repaired, and certified for sale. This program has been around in many of IKEA's European and Asian stores for a while, and now it's being rolled out in in the U.S. at many of its stores. Buyback is available as an exclusive benefit to those who are enrolled in their customer loyalty program called IKEA Family. Resale is available to all shoppers. Just look for the Resale Hub sign inside the store. This is part of IKEA's effort to transform its business model into one that's circular and climate positive by 2030. Now, if you are in a role that could integrate green skills into your role, even and especially if it's not a role that we've already discussed as being part of the green jobs movement, for example, a project manager role or a marketing professional, I urge you to seriously consider pursuing some additional education in the green space. It will make you a more competitive candidate in the job market should you ever find yourself looking for a new position, or it will give you the edge for a promotion in your company or in making a case for a salary increase. And who doesn't want that? And if you're in the position to advise a younger person about career choices and direction, make sure you're letting them know about the rapidly growing green industry. Some of the roles that we've discussed require higher education and advanced degrees, but some of them do not. Some, like the solar panel installer, come with on-the-job training, and they're available to those with a high school education. So, from a high school education to an MBA or a PhD, there is room for all levels of education in the fast-growing green sector. It's an exciting time. From rapid job growth and relatively new green roles to new green skills that can be added to traditional job skill sets to urban farming and circular design, including sneakers that you never truly own, there are so very many impacts of the green economy and green jobs on our work lives and our consumer lives. And this is just the beginning. This is an area where we will continue to see explosive growth. As for my specific decision on that recent business travel, I decided, as you may have guessed, not to rent an electric vehicle given the distance that I had to drive and not knowing where I would find charging stations in the smaller city that I was visiting. And as I opted to not go for the electric vehicle rental, I felt it as a personal disappointment. I would have loved the chance to drive an electric vehicle for a couple of days to see if it might be a good choice for me when I'm ready to purchase my next vehicle. If my travels had been confined to one large city and my work required a car rental, I would have definitely opted in. Next time, I suppose. As the sector of green jobs continues to grow, I am confident that the decision that I faced will get easier. With more and more states expanding their environmental vehicle infrastructure and charging stations, and with national government working towards expanding the availability of charging stations as well, and of course, charging stations moving more towards standard hardware, think of it like a universal plug, like USB-C charging cable for your phone, well then it will get easier and easier to travel by electric vehicle. And all of this is unfolding within the growth of green jobs as the infrastructure of not only electric vehicle charging stations grows, 
but also solar, wind, energy, and other types of green sources of energy get built out. What will you do to make yourself more valuable and more competitive as the green careers continue to grow and expand? Remember, the future of work is not only about technology, it's about the values we uphold, the communities we build, and the sustainable growth that we strive for. We need to keep exploring, keep innovating, and keep envisioning the remarkable possibilities that lie ahead. As always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday for another insightful exploration of the trends shaping our professional world. Until then, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.